Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Well, before we do get started, I do want to encourage you to uh, check out our store, store.greatdetectives.net, where you can find all of my books and audiobooks, including uh, What Made the Golden Age Shine and my uh, uh, de- detective novel, Slime Incorporated. Uh, books, ebooks, and audiobooks abound uh, at uh, store.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Mystery Theater, the original air date. Uh, April the 9th of 1952, and the title is The Case of the Wistful Widow. In a moment, Mystery Theater. Start your day the comfort way with M-O-L-L-E, Mole. Yes, Mole brushless shaving cream takes the painful scrape and pull right out of shaving because it's a cream with real body. Mole conditions your skin while you shave, too, because it contains lanolin in abundance. Try it. Ask for Mole. Phillips Milk of Magnesia and Bayer Aspirin bring you Mystery Theater and Inspector Mark Saber of the Homicide Squad. Now, let us go over this again, Mrs. Wright. In your dream, your son accuses you of murdering him. Oh, no, Dr. Sawyer. He knows I didn't kill him. Edith killed him. His wife did it. You're very fond of your daughter-in-law, aren't you, Mrs. Wright? No, I hate her. Do you think she killed your son? Of course she did. Then why have you written to the police? The police? Yes. You've written to the police confessing to the murder of your son. The Case of the Wistful Widow. Don't let the need of a laxative make you feel logy and irritable when it's so easy to feel better with Philips Milk of Magnesia. For 75 years, the best laxative money can buy, Philips, is gentle enough for children and thorough enough for grown-ups. Countless people everywhere have found that Milk of Magnesia provides better relief, more complete relief than laxatives which just act on irregularity alone. And Milk of Magnesia is able to do this because it's actually more than a laxative. It also relieves any accompanying acid indigestion. What's more, three tablespoonfuls of Philips Milk of Magnesia, taken with water at bedtime when necessary, can be used without embarrassing urgency. For Philips works leisurely. By morning, it should bring you the wonderfully effective, the wonderfully thorough relief you want, so that you start your new day feeling fit and ready for whatever lies ahead. So get Philips tomorrow. The 25-cent size, the 50-cent size, or the economical family size. And when you buy, make sure you ask for it by name. Philips Milk of Magnesia, the best laxative money can buy. Uh, 
Uh, here's that uh, file on the right case, Mark, but I don't think it's going to be much help. All right. Give me a fast rundown on it, Tim. Well, that's easy enough. The victim, Harold Worthington Wright, was found shot to death in the trophy room of the Wright Mansion in San Marino on the morning of February 18th, 1948. Mm, four years ago. Well, that was before your time. The local police asked us to help. And Lieutenant Walsh conducted the investigation. I see. What was the ballistics report? Shot with a hunting rifle. The murder weapon was never found. Huh. Any clues? Oh, not even fingerprints. Somebody got rid of them before the police arrived. Huh. The widow was arrested on the word of the mother-in-law, but the old lady never showed up for the inquest. Oh, why not? Uh, they said nervous breakdown, but here's the joker. It was the old lady's lawyer who prevented her statement being used against the young widow on the ground that old lady was mentally unbalanced when she made it. Uh-huh. Indictment dismissed. Q-E-D. Any follow-up? No. The young widow disappeared right after the inquest, and the elder Mrs. Wright is still in the care of a psychiatrist. An institution? Uh, no, she's considered harmless. Well, Tim, didn't anyone make any effort to locate the daughter-in-law? Oh, by the look of it, every, everything was hushed up to save the good name of the family. Oh, why would they do that, Tim? Well, this Harold Wright was a bad apple, a drunkard given to violence. Hmm. He had a knockdown and drag-out fight with his wife the night he was killed. Uh, she could have claimed self-defense, but the whole scandal could have been aired in court. Yes, well, what sort of a person was she? The wife, I mean. Oh, young, pretty. Probably married him for his money. Say, is there a picture over there? Only a gallery picture for what it's worth. Uh, here. Oh, yes. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, those eyes, Tim, that expression. Hmm. Wistful-like, isn't it? Well, uh, if, uh, if I'm not being too nosy... What's our interest in this case? Well, we just received a letter from old Mrs. Wright saying she wants to make a full confession to the murder of her son. Well, if she's as nutty as they say, it doesn't mean a thing. That's just what we've got to find out, Tim. If she's as nutty as they say. Dr. Zoya's office. I'm sorry, Dr. Sawyer's with a patient and can't be disturbed. Very well, I'll give him your message. Yes? I'd like to see Dr. Zoya. Are you a patient? Uh, not yet. Your name? Inspector Sabre of Homicide. Just a moment. Yes, what is it? I'm sorry to disturb you, Doctor, but there's an Inspector Sabre here from the police. I'll be right out. Doctor will see you right away, Inspector. Thank you. Sooner than I anticipated, Inspector. It is about my patient, Mrs. Wright's so-called confession, is it not? Well, then you know about it. An interesting case of identification. You're familiar with the phenomenon? Identification? Uh, not in the sense of police identification. Psychological identification. I see. Here is the case of a woman who identifies herself with the woman she hates in order to regain the affections of the son she lost to this woman. She's carried this delusion so far that she now believes herself to be her son's murderer. Well, did you ever consider that that might really be the case, Doctor? It is possible, yes, but not important. Not important? Well, this is all very interesting, Doctor, but it sounds like double talk to me. One moment. I think I can convince you. Come with me, please. By good fortune, Mrs. Wright happens to be here for one of our talks. Mrs. Wright... Doctor, who is this man? Why have you brought him in here? I'm from the police, Mrs. Wright. Did you write this letter? Yes. Yes, I wrote it. And are you willing to make a formal statement corroborating this confession? Inspector, I must protest against this interference with my treatment of this patient. She no, is... Doctor, I want to talk to him. 
I did kill my son, Inspector. I signed his death warrant when I allowed that woman to come into our house. What woman? Edith. Edith Wright, as she calls herself. And now she dares to show her face here, still using my son's name. You mean you've actually seen her recently? I saw her. She didn't see me, but I saw her. And I followed her to the place where she's living just to make sure. She's come back to claim her blood money. But she shan't have it, do you hear? I'll kill her first. I'll kill her. Uh, there, there, there. You must lie down now and rest for a while. Miss Goff. Yes, Doctor? Take Mrs. Wright into the other room. Give her three grains of sodium amatol and stay with her. Yes, Doctor. Come along, Mrs. Wright. You'll feel better in just a moment. I'm sorry, Doctor. I had no idea that... On the that contrary, could... my dear fellow. For the first time, I have some hope that she may be cured. With your help? With my help. If you can prove that Edith Wright killed her husband, my patient will be forced to choose between a return to reality and self-destruction. Isn't that a rather drastic cure, Doctor? She will not choose suicide. Basically, she's not the suicidal type. Well? Now... A young widow. You are young, handsome. She is lonely. For four years she has lived alone with this terrible secret. I might add that she is not unattractive. Well, yes, yes. I've, I've, I've seen her picture. Ah, tell me, are you fond of music? Uh, reasonably. Mm, she loves music. In fact, she abandoned her career as a concert pianist in order to marry Hal Wright. Doctor, I don't understand what you're driving at. I think you do. Now, if you think I'm going to approach this girl under false pretenses in order to gain her confidence and trick her into a confession... Exactly. You've got another think coming. Thank you. I have taken another think. You will do it. Mrs. Edith Wright. I'm Edith Wright. I'm Mark Humboldt, Mrs. Wright. I represent the attorneys for the estate of your late husband. Oh, won't you come in? Please sit down, Mr. Humboldt. Thank you. Would you like a drink? Uh, what? Uh, oh, why, yes, yes. Thank you very much. I'm glad you said yes. I felt like one myself, and I hate drinking alone. Scotch? Thank you. Oh, I, I heard someone playing the piano. Was it you? Yes, I used to. I'm a little out of practice, I'm afraid. Oh, I, I mixed it with soda. Is that all right? Perfect. If it's not a professional secret, Mr. Humboldt, how did you know I was in town? Your mother-in-law saw you. Oh. How is she? Not very well, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. I wish I could help her. We were very close, you know, before... I mustn't waste your time with my personal problems. What was it you wanted to see me about? Well, there are some papers here that require your signature as executrix of your late husband's estate. Oh. Well, leave them and I'll take care of it later. Just as you like. You know, you remind me of someone. Pleasantly? I'm not sure. I, I knew him before. He was killed in the war. Oh, I'm sorry. His name was Mark. Perhaps that's why. Well, you did say your name is Mark, didn't you? Yes. Mark Humboldt? Uh, yes, yes, that's right. Strange about names. Some names seem to fit the person perfectly. Now, yours doesn't. Well, not the Mark part, but the other. Well, why do you say that? Well, I don't know. 
Humboldt. Makes me think of humbug, and you're so obviously anything but that. <laughs> yes. Like Edith Wright. I'm so obviously anything but right. Now, you mustn't say things like that. Yes, I know. I Please try to make allowances for me. I, I've been alone a good deal for the past few years. And... I'm sorry. Oh, it was my own choice, I assure you. I was so tired. Tired of answering questions. Tired of reading the questions in people's eyes that they were too polite to ask outright. So if you have any questions, Mr. Humble... But I thought you didn't like that name. I don't. Then why not call me Mark? All right, Mark. You know, uh, it might help you to talk about it. That's not true. It only stirs things up and makes them worse. It, it's better not to talk. It's better to be alone. Oh, I understand. And I'll be going. Oh, no, no. Wait, you... Uh, you haven't finished your drink. Oh. oh. All right, I'll stay on one condition. Well? That you finish playing that piece you were playing when I came in. I'm afraid I don't even remember what it was. Why, it was Bach, the chromatic fantasy. Oh, it's strange. Haven't played that in years. Thought I'd forgotten it. Well. What's the matter? Have you forgotten the rest? I want to. That's all the pretty music for today. Look, I don't have to go back to the office today. What did you have in mind? Well, how would you like to go for a drive? It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Where would you like to go? Anywhere. Anywhere you say, Mark. <laughs> been for the past three days, may I ask, Inspector? Me? Why, I've been doing a little background work on the Wright case to see whether it's worth reopening. Oh, well now, tell me about this Mrs. Wright. Oh, Edith? <laughs> She's fine. I'm meeting her for lunch and then we might drop in at the zoo. The zoo? Yes. Mark, you're falling for that girl. Why, don't be ridiculous, Tim. She, she's, uh, she's had a tough time, that's all, and I've, I've been trying to cheer her up. Hmm. She must be... Uh... Even prettier than her picture. Oh, that has nothing to do with it. This girl is no scheming blonde. She's mm. a wonderful, sensitive person. Mm. A gifted musician. Mm. She could have been a great concert pianist. And instead, she married into a wealthy family. Yes, and what a family. The old lady is half crazy. The boy was a hopeless drunk. A weakling who never got out from under his mother's large, aristocratic thumb. Oh, and to make matters yes, worse... Yes, I have no doubt she was goaded into her unfortunate action... But if she did shoot her husband... Well, you said yourself it would have been justifiable homicide. I thought so. You do have your doubts? Will you stop putting words in my mouth, Tim? Now, Mark, I know this girl is gifted and all that. But while you've been listening to her sonatas and taking her to the zoo, I've been doing a little background work on my own on Edith Wright. Now, Tim, I specifically told you uh, that... that... you were going to handle this unofficially in your own way. Now, I'm not interfering, Mark. This just dropped in my lap, so help me, it did. What did? Well, I uh, happened to bump into Nick Breen, you know, the private eye, coming out of Charlie's place, and we were passing the time of day. All right, uh, come to the point, Tim. All right. Breen was hired by old Lady Wright a week before her son's murder to follow Edith and check on her movements. 
He found she was meeting a man regularly and giving him large sums of money. Who was he? A Chicago pump named Jerry Martin. Did she mention to you that uh, she was a Chicago girl? Why, Breen would fake any report if it meant another week on the payroll. Well, he's on the old lady's payroll again. And he says Edith is uh, seeing this hoodlum. That's one you can check on. If frequent headache attacks are making your life miserable, by all means, see your doctor. His knowledge and experience may make a new person of you. But whenever you have an ordinary headache, take two Bayer aspirin tablets with a full glass of water and see how fast relief comes. Their famous disintegrating action is one reason why genuine Bayer aspirin tablets mean quick relief. Actually, they start disintegrating almost the instant you take them. To see this, just drop a Bayer aspirin tablet in a glass of water. You'll see it start to disintegrate with amazing speed. And what it does in the water, it also does in your stomach. Besides fast relief, Bayer aspirin also means dependable relief. No other pain reliever can match its record of use by millions of normal people without ill effect. So when you want fast and dependable relief, remember to do what millions do. Use Bayer aspirin. Ask for it by its full name. Bayer Aspirin, never by the name Aspirin alone. Get the 100-tablet bottle and you get Bayer Aspirin tablets for less than a penny apiece. Hello, Edie. Jerry, what are you doing here? What's the matter? Aren't you glad to see me? Well, you know it's not that. It's just... I'm expecting somebody, that's all. Any friend of yours ought to be a friend of mine, haven't he? Well, this isn't exactly a friend, Jerry. He's a lawyer. He came here about Harold's will. That's what you think. Jerry. He's a homicide dick, that's what he is. What are you saying? You heard me. I tell him from here over to headquarters yesterday. His name is Saber. Inspector Mark Saber. I'll believe that when he tells me it's so. That may be too late. He might start trying to pin that rap on somebody else. Me, for instance. And I always stood by you, Jerry. Even Never when mind, you... when. Point is, I'm here to give you some sound advice. What? Get lost. But why? Look, a police inspector suddenly takes an interest in following you around. I don't care how deeply he looks into your violet eyes. Business is still business with him. Something's happened to open up this whole thing again. So get lost. <sighs> no, Jerry. You act like you want to take this rap. If you want to know the truth, I don't care much whether I do or not. Honey, you're out of your pretty head. Well, if you change your mind, you know where to reach me. Oh, I, oh, I, I beg your pardon. Don't mention it. Uh, please come in, Mark. So it's true. I didn't believe it. You're angry at me. That's very funny. Well, yes, it is in a way. Well, it doesn't matter now, anyway. I just came here to say goodbye. Why? First, I want you to understand this. From the first time I saw you, I've only wanted one thing. To help you. Was that all? Nothing else will matter when I've told you. You see, I lied to you. My name isn't Humboldt, and I'm not a lawyer. I never liked the name anyway. I'm a detective, a homicide detective. Yes, I know. How long have you known? It doesn't matter. What matters is that you've told me of your own free will. All right, then. 
How about telling me a few truths of your own free will? Oh, please, Mark, don't let's quarrel. Not tonight. Edith, I, I've got to talk oh, to you. pour us some wine, will you, Mark? It's over there on the table. to us. Doesn't change anything, though, does it? How do you mean? You're still a policeman and I'm still a hunting rifle widow. Well, yes, I'm, I'm still a policeman. What do you want to know? First, who was that, that uh, who passed me in the door? Well, does that have anything to do with I'm it? I'm sorry, Edith, but you'll have to let me decide that. All right, Mark. He's my brother. You're right, he's no good, but it's not his fault. I looked after him the best I could. I wasn't much more than a kid myself. After I married and there wasn't any money problem, I thought he'd straighten out. Instead, he only got worse. Is that why you married Harold Wright? For bail money to keep your brother out of jail? I never loved Harold, if that's what you mean, but I did think I could help him. His drinking, I mean. Oh, it was his mother's idea more than his or mine. His mother's? Yes, I... I'd lied to her about... Oh, I mean, I told her I didn't have any relatives. She was so strict, she'd never have understood about Jerry. And that's why when when she put the detective on me, they both got the idea that I was seeing some man. And and that's what Harold and I quarreled about tonight. No, no, I'm all right. Sorry. It's okay, it's okay. Go ahead and cry. No. I, I'm all right now. Well... Let's go downtown and make a statement, shall we? I want you to be a happy policeman. Well, well, look who's back at his desk. Welcome back to the force. Hello, Tim. Uh, how's it going with the widow? Bad. How so? Well, she's in the next room. She practically made me bring her in. She's ready to make a complete confession to the murder of her husband. Well, then, the case is solved, ain't it? The police part of it, anyway. Except I don't believe she could have done it. Hey, now, wait a minute. Ain't we letting our emotions uh, get in the way of our judgment here? If she wants to make a confession, let her make a confession. What do you mean, let her commit perjury just to stop people from hounding her? If you're so sure it would be perjury, then let her go. I can't do that either. Why not? Well, she said she was a hunting rifle widow. Only ballistics knew Wright was killed with a hunting rifle. Ballistics and the murderer. Mrs. Wright? Yes? Your mother-in-law is here to see you. Mother Wright? Edith, my dear. Oh, Mother Wright... It's so good of you to come. Call me when you're through. You poor child. I wanted you to know that I'll stand behind you. Everything's going to be fine. Oh, I've wanted so much to be friendly with you again. I know, my dear, and we will be. Because I'm going to kill you. What? I have a pistol in my muff, and I'm going to shoot you with it. But I've confessed. I know I... all about that. But that inspector will get you off if I leave it to him. 
I know the way you've been making sheep's eyes at him. He won't do anything, but I'm not afraid to do my duty. No, no you mustn't. Help! Help! I, uh, just heard from the hospital, Mark. Uh, she's got a 50-50 chance. Thanks, Tim. And here's Dr. Zoya. Ah, Inspector... You remember what I told you? That Mrs. Wright would either recover completely or commit suicide? Well, my prognosis was correct. Mrs. Wright sounds alive to it me. It took the form of an aggression against her daughter-in-law. But she will be all rational now. I'll put her in a private sanatorium to recover from the nervous shock. If you mean Mrs. Wright, you can do that when we release her from custody. Mrs. Wright? Yes? Inspector, I cannot allow you to interfere with my patient. Just a moment, Doctor. Now, Mrs. Wright, I know you're upset by what you've just done, but I must ask you a few questions. Poor Edith. How could I have done such a thing? You are aware, then, that you've just made an attempt on the life of your daughter-in-law? Yes. Mrs. Wright, there is really only one subject in your life that disturbs you, isn't there? Yes, only one. And that is the death of your son. Yes. I know this is painful for you, but please bear with me. The reason it disturbs you so is that you have never been able to admit to yourself that your son committed suicide. Oh, no. You had to pretend to yourself that Edith killed him because the idea of his killing himself was too much for you to bear, wasn't it? How did you know? Never mind that now. Can you face it now? Yes. I know my son killed himself. He phoned me that evening and told me he was going to take his life with his hunting rifle. You can see her now, Inspector. Please don't stay too long. Thank you, nurse. I won't. Hello, Mark. I'm sorry, Edith. You're nothing to be sorry for. Well, I guess I picked the wrong profession. A detective's not supposed to let personal feelings get in his way. <laughs> but I asked for it. I should have been honest with you from the beginning. I'm glad you weren't, Mark. Because if you had been, I'd still be hiding from people. Yes, and you'd never have written that phony confession, and you wouldn't be here now. Mark, that confession... I know it was phony. And now that you know? Well, as a detective, I think you did a pretty terrible thing. But, but you, yourself? Well, it's hard to separate the two. Edith, I hate to do this, but I have to ask you some questions. Yes, Mark? What did you do with the rifle that killed your husband? I hid it in the garage. Later, I drove up to Arrowhead and threw it in the lake. Have you ever told anyone else about this? No. Not even my brother. You see, it was partly because of him that... He wasn't worth it, Edith. None of them were. What? I'm sorry. I'm getting drowsy. They gave me some medicine to make me sleep. Oh, I know, I know. Well, I'm, I'm going now. Oh, no, don't go. I... Sit here with me for a while, please. Of course I will. Hmm. Mark? Yes? Oh, Mrs. Wright. They won't put her in jail, will they? She didn't know what she was doing. And that, Tim, closes the case of the wistful widow. Now, how did you know what it was that had the 
old lady all mixed up. Oh, it was just a hunch, Tim. But if Edith knew it was a suicide, why didn't she say so and save all this trouble? Well, now, believe it or not, it was to spare the feelings of the old lady. She believed that the knowledge that her son was a suicide would have broken her heart. So Edith destroyed the suicide note and reset the stage to make it look like foul play. Oh, and by the way, Tim, the doctor says she's going to live. Edith? Oh, fine, fine. You know, Mark, I've heard of people sacrificing their lives for a blood relative, but never in all my experience has a martyr laid down his life for his mother-in-law. Phillips Milk of Magnesia and Bayer Aspirin have just brought you Inspector Mark Saber in The Case of the Wistful Widow on Mystery Theater. Has a change in your smile stolen some of the sparkle from your personality? Then perhaps it's because you've changed your way of cleaning your teeth in an effort to prevent tooth decay. So if your teeth are no longer as white and bright as they were, try a dentifrice that not only helps prevent tooth decay, but also whitens and brightens your teeth, really cleans them. And no dentifrice cleans teeth like powder. Try Dr. Lyon's Tooth Powder. And if you don't agree, it gets your teeth cleaner than your present dentifrice, whitens and brightens them so your smile gleams with all its old-time luster, return the package and your money will be refunded. Get either regular or ammoniated Dr. Lyon's Tooth Powder. Tonight's story, The Case of the Wistful Widow, was written by Robert Tolman. Inspector Sabre is played by Robert Carroll and Sergeant Maloney is James Westerfield. The orchestra is conducted by Clark Whipple. The names of all characters in tonight's dramatization are fictitious and any resemblance to names of living persons is purely coincidental. Listen again next week to Mystery Theater and the Case of the Visiting Fireman. Roger Foster speaking. This program has come to you from New York. America is sold on ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Hi, my name is Jeff Egan. I'm the Executive Director at Joy of Living Camp and Retreat Center. A week at summer camp is a transforming life event for children and youth that's out of reach financially for a great many families. Since 1993, Joy of Living Camp has been providing a Christian camp experience for needy children without regard to their family's financial circumstances. But we've never done it alone. We need your help to leverage the power of camp in the life of a needy child. Please visit thejoyofliving.org forward slash radio to find out how it is done and how you can help. That's thejoyofliving.org forward slash radio. Welcome back. Well, I really uh, enjoyed this uh, story, the way it played out. It was certainly uh, a bit more uh, humanizing than for uh, Inspector Saber than I think many of the scripts that uh, we've uh, heard. Um... The psychiatrist uh, treating everything as strictly a psychiatric uh, issue was a little bit funny, particularly after his patient had uh, just attempted murder. It's all part of psychiatric care. And I don't want you messing with my plan of treatment here, Inspector. But other than that, this was a really good episode. This is actually our last episode of Mystery Theater with this 
particular actor in the lead role. Next week, we'll be hearing the great Les Damon uh, as Mark Saber, and uh, so uh, look forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, if you do have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Uh, from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.